On tonight's episode, we begin by accidentally throwing out our remote controls, then try to figure out what's a Fortnite and share the dangers of a phone upgrade gone wrong. Then we dive into the week's tech news, including Palm's attempt at being your second phone, using an iPad to the fullest with Photoshop, and the best ways to win at the airport. Stick around, it starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 220, recorded October 15th, 2018. Tapping the new scrolling. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who are even crisper than a fall morning. It is Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Gentlemen, good day. What up? Greetings. And boy, has it gotten uh, crispy weather-wise. Oh, boy. It's gotten... It's gotten... Uh, it happens so fast. Yeah, it really sneaks up on you out of nowhere. You hit October, and boom, it's like right there, you know? Yeah. Well, there are even days, there are days in October this year that I wish I had my air conditioning in. But I think global warming will uh, reverse itself. You just gotta, just gotta have That's what I hear. That's what I hear. I saw it on Facebook, so it's gotta be true. Right. There, there's no more fake news on Facebook. Nope. Right. They, they fixed that. It was just a bug. Just a bug. How's it going, everyone? Pretty good. Great. Uh, I saw an Apple Watch last week, a new Apple Watch. I see the oh, Apple really? Watch I have every day. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool. I don't need it at all, but I kind of want it. The screen is super duper nice. The screen's the reason to get it. it apparently, it's slightly thinner. I didn't really notice. Um, the big, the bigger one doesn't seem bigger than the one I have now, which is the bigger, the old bigger one. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was really worried about. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. I. What else was I gonna do there? Uh. I guess. I guess that was it. I was there. I was checking some stuff out. Thought I needed to buy a new Apple TV remote because I lost mine, but then it appeared. It materialized. I thought for sure I'd thrown it out in the garbage. That seems like something that could definitely happen. So now. Now I'm stuck with the old Apple TV remote that you can't tell where which uh, way is up. Did they oh, change the, that? Yeah, the new one they they put a little white circle around. Oh, around the, the menu button, button. Or, or something. One of those. So you're like, um, oh, the white circle goes to the top or goes on the bottom. Neat. Yeah. Um, the is it a thing you can feel or is it just a color you can see? It's definitely a thing you can feel. I don't know if it's a color you can. Oh, okay. Well, you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if you can see in the dark. If you'll remember, this is why I got a uh, an Apple TV remote case to combat this this the ambiguity. bulkiest case on the planet. <laughs> it is robust. I didn't know this. Yeah, you were out that yeah. week. It's like the Otter Box of Apple TV remote cases. <laughs> they have a little plastic front on it and everything. Nothing's exposed to the air. You can take it. Uh, you take a shower with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Dan, it comes in a glow-in-the-dark version, so that it way you'll never lose it night or day. Version. That's actually uh, kind of appealing. I was stuck using my phone as the remote, and it's cool that you can do that, but that's not ideal. That's like, why Chromecast never worked. Yeah, I well, at least with Chromecast, it's not asking you to use the phone as if it was a remote. It's you. It's a completely different paradigm. But it turns out that scrolling the touch screen on your phone or iPad to move around the TV is even worse than doing it 
on the uh, on the TV, and it takes so long for the app to spool up. So you're like, you know, these Netflix shows, they want to start you watching the next thing immediately. And I mm-hmm. almost, or YouTube, I think it was, you get five seconds. And I'm like, crap, crap, swipe up, swipe up, switch, switch, switch. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> now this is in my history. Uh-oh. Um, I like... So I have, I have the opportunity to, to to somewhat regularly use a Roku, an Amazon Fire TV, and my Apple TV. And, That's a high-roller lifestyle right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know okay. if it's good or bad. But in any case, I like... I feel like Apple TV does a lot of things way better than other things, particularly seeking through shows like you can see the preview. Oh, yeah. However, the one thing I don't that is so annoying and like continuously annoying is it's like impossible to rewind like less than one minute. Like if you run a rewind like like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. there's like no it, it you can't do it. It's it like always snaps to back to where you were. Colby, you know how to there's a there's a secret way to do this, you know? God damn it. Do you have to ask Siri? I don't want to ask Siri. <laughs> you say, "Hey Siri, what did they say?" <laughs> I don't want to do that, though. <laughs> and then it rewinds 30 seconds, I think. Maybe it's smart, but I don't think it is. I wonder if you can ask specifically, like, rewind 17 seconds. I wonder if she'll do That's it. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of things that Siri can do that I didn't know about, I, I read on Twitter that if you ask, you know, you can ask Siri to tell you a joke. and. hmm She's got a bunch of corny jokes lined up. If you ask the watch to tell you a joke, it's all time-related jokes. Um, oh, man. And yes, you can ask the TV jokes, and they're all TV-related jokes. <laughs> Who knew? So then, what if you ask a HomePod for jokes, what kind of Whoa, jokes does it give or you? Or your Mac. That's I don't a, know. Computer and or music-related jokes? I don't know. Hmm. Some one of us is going to have to take the HomePod challenge. Kids, this is one you can try at home. <laughs> uh, oh, something interesting happened to me. I got a, a invite to that Google streaming game thing where oh, you neat. can play Assassin's Creed. I haven't tried it yet because I just got it. But are you on some list of streaming game influencers or something? This not, is not I, I just I just game beta you've been in. He's huge just, on Twitch. Uh, yeah, I just um, added my email to the list. I would imagine most people got it. I've been uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of baseball just because I don't care in the regular season, but I like playoff baseball. And um, Samsung's been running; they always run a lot of commercials during baseball. But they've been airing those Fortnite commercials because we talked about this on the show. They're like the exclusive mobile partner, which I think is now over, but they were. And in there, mm-hmm. I don't Which is know because it was on iOS first. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the exclusive Android. You know, no, 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 no. Oh, they, they, I see. they don't. They don't want to pay pay the cut to Google Play Store. But um, I don't understand anything that's happening in the commercial. Like they talk about like stuff in the game and like famous players of. I just I don't get any. I'm I've officially. I was thinking about this the other day that I've officially crossed into I don't understand what the kids are doing territory. <laughs> I mean, I've always not really been much into what the kids are doing, even when I was a kid. But it's now to a point where now, I, I, w- I was listening to the radio for the first time 
the other day in a long time. I didn't know any, it's not even like I'd heard the songs, but didn't know, I didn't know any of the music. I don't know anything anymore, guys. Oh no. Sean, we can fix this. This is bad. For, Fortnite is free. Do, we need to do a Game Nights Fortnite edition. No, please don't make me do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad enough at D&D, Dan. Don't make me do this. I think, well, Sean, I think you need to you need to ride this bull by the horns and try to understand the kids for as long as you possibly can, and this is a great way to do it. That's a good point. You can't and, do it forever. Right. And we, we've been saying we wanted to, you know, switch up some things, have some extra content in between the D&D. I think this is a great idea. I disagree, but... Sure, Dan. We'll have to ask what Matt thinks. We'll have, yes. I bet Matt's amazing at Fortnite. I bet he has a lot of hats. Do they have hats in Fortnite? I feel like they must have hats. Oh, what does that mean? Like you you do different different roles? You wear a lot of hats? (laughs) No. No, do you remember the sort of the the harbinger of all of this uh, in-app purchase app economy stuff was the hats in team fortress 2 any of you either of you remember this i was uh, only vaguely i i never like i played team fortress 2 but back when it was just team fortress 2 and then they made it you, they got these hats and you got hats by doing different things in game and you could trade hats and some hats you had to buy uh yeah it was crazy and this was such a big thing amongst gamers, and it you know it died down, and suddenly you know in the last couple of years, all of these free-to-play games are doing the exact same thing, but for mobile phone apps, obviously. Anyways, Sean, I understood hats. I don't like. I've played Fortnite. I think I could be your guy. Well, Dan, mm. you did such an incredible job of walking me through how Smash Brothers worked. You remember the our one <laughs> lesson you. we had. Yes. And you did such a great job that I you're trust... A, you're a breakout Luigi player. I, I did serviceable. I did okay. I held my <laughs> own. Um, and it was funny that uh, friend of the show, friend of all of ours, Brian McMillan, uh, who works in the video game industry, once pitched me. He said, Sean, we've got to do a pod, like a, a, a an internet show, you and I, that's like Clueless Gamer, where Brian comes on and tries to get me to figure out how to play video games. And I said, Brian, I would be so bad it would go from being funny to just being sad. We can't, I'm sorry, we can't do that. So That's I, a kind of, people enjoy that though, Sean. I know, but I, honestly, it would just be me being like, this is dumb. This is stupid. I don't want to do this. God, why am I doing... And then I look at how much money we're making. I'm like, this is great. I want to keep doing this. Are you sure Brian's just not looking for free user testing? That could be it. That could be it. Um, how do you feel when this happens, Sean? I'm angry. I don't <laughs> want to do it. Why am I... Everything you were thinking as you pressed this button. This is like why a... did you choose to click on that button? <laughs> I don't fuck because I don't know what's going on. Um... <laughs> Actually, I did buy his his the 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 new uh, game his company uh, put out, but I haven't had a chance to try it yet. It looks frustrating. So, <laughs> what is it called? Socketeer. You can get it on Steam now, and I think on Play Xbox and PlayStation stores. Socketeer. Socketeer. It visually looks very cool, but uh, the gameplay looks I very confusing. Be frustrating. 
um because i watched him play it for a little while and it looked really confusing um but anyway i don't want to i don't want to he, he's a very nice guy it's, it's a fine game uh but anyway all right we'll we'll talk to matt about the uh the fortnite yes. game nights fortnite edition you bet fortnites Fort yes limited edition run fortnites <laughs> game nights fortnites <laughs> Who boy, the SEO will be outstanding on that. Um, <laughs> we're great at SEO here. Yeah, that's the why coffee we, and beer podcast network. That's why we're so popular. <laughs> um, anything else going on? No, I think that I got a I got a new oh. phone. Oh, uh, are you tennising? Yes, I'm tennising. I almost got the max, but then I decided not to. Ooh. Uh. What swayed you? I don't know. I just couldn't like if it did one extra one thing differently, like if it had a different camera again, like the big ones used to, I would have been like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> That's the worst reason I've ever heard. But so it's you didn't exactly the same. Want the big phone at all. Well, I see the thing, I don't know, like I don't feel dissatisfied with the size of my phone screen. <laughs> He's got phone but, like, screen I've envy. I never tried. I've never tried it. I wait, wanna... wait. He doesn't oh, think I he see. can handle something that big. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm like you know, yeah. How you don't know if you don't try. If you never try, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I guess is all I'm saying. Um, the yeah. So I don't know. It's it's the same. I guess it's faster. I don't know. I got a silver one instead of space gray. Uh, I did make the mistake of not turning off, uh, not signing out of iCloud on my old phone. Uh, but luckily I had not sent it back yet. So, mm -hmm. so I had, <laughs> I only had one like misdirected, uh, iMessage conversation that didn't show up on my phone. Um, I've never signed out of my devices before I weird things out. happen, man. Weird things happen. I, I always... now, now, did you remember to disassociate your watch? So I didn't disassociate my watch, but I did do the Apple like transfer thing. And it just asked uh, me, like, do you want to use your watch with this new phone? And I said, yes. And uh, so far it seems to work OK. Uh, but otherwise, no, I did not. What What I always tell people is when you get a new phone, do it via USB with iTunes and just back up the whole phone to iTunes and then just restore from your old phone via iTunes. And it's cumbersome. And I don't even think experts recommend you do that. But that, in my experience, is the most foolproof way because then it just syncs all your apps and all your messages and all your calls. And it just clones your old phone right to your new phone. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So the bad thing that happened, I just remembered this. Uh, I have two... Google accounts signed into my phone, one for work, so I get my calendars, and one for my personal stuff, so I get my calendars, basically. And the, you know, when you when you get signed out of one of those, like, periodically, it just pops up the thing, like, you need to sign into this account. You need to sign into this account. You need to um those kept popping up like at a ridiculous frequency. I was trying to sign in and I was on like the Google login page and they were popping up so frequently and I couldn't close out of them fast enough to get my two factor auth code in before it expired. It was really ridiculous. That's awesome. 
but I did, I did get there. It was a very difficult game. Um, but I got there. It was just terrible. It would have been nice if they could, could like, know I was in that, like signing into my account flow and maybe just like, not, uh, you know, not show me that in that very instant, but Nope. They can't do that. Colby. Yeah. What are you gonna do? It's too hard. Unsolvable problem. Indeed. Excellent. Indeed. Well, let us know how you're liking the. I always keep wanting to see uh, XS, but it's the XS. Uh, let us know uh, how you enjoy it. I will. If there's any big difference? I got a the uh, XR, 10R. Uh, goes on sale at the end of this week, so they'll be in the Apple stores. I got to go check them out. Oh, and I'll yeah. decide what I'm gonna do. Mm. I forgot about that. The XR. Yeah, pre-sale is Friday. Pre-sale opens Friday. Cool. So, y'all can check that out. Uh, alrighty. Let's see here, guys. We've got some tech news here in the rundown. While you're taking a look, do we? Uh, uh, Dan, there's some amount of news. Uh, folks out there, thanks for joining us live on Twitch or Facebook. We appreciate it as always. Monday nights, nights about ten fifteen Eastern. You can check it out Facebook.com/slash/DontPanicShow and Twitch.tv/slash/DontPanicShow. If you're watching live, thank you for joining us. Feel free to comment. Um, I will let my co-hosts know, uh, because I'm trying this fancy new NDI Skype integration, um, your videos look crazy crisp, but I have 100% CPU usage. So Uh um, what that means is I, I am trying to save on power. If you two can monitor the comments in those places, you'd be my heroes. Mm, If you've got any spare CPU. Yeah. Uh, I can confirm, like, opening face a Facebook live stream uses 100% of my CPU, <laughs> yeah. which is very exciting. Yeah, very, very hoggy in that respect. Um, it's like, what do you think? I'm not doing something else? I'm not watching my own live stream? Yeah, Gosh. I mean, you got to make sure your hair's looking good and your lighting's right and the makeup's okay. <laughs> got to make sure you're covered. Um, Alrighty, well, with that being done, guys, where are we going to start here in this rundown? There's a lot of fun stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Fun story. We got some Instagram, some Facebook. Palms coming back. Ooh, Palm coming back. This is a funky story, and I'm glad. I'm glad you picked this one, Dan. This is a great one. You're welcome. It's, you guys remember Palm, the Palm people, the like the Palm Pilot, the Palm Pilot. Yes, the the trio. The they had a whole bunch of devices back in the day. Big company. Uh, they kind of went. Remember the Palm Pre. Um, their sort of smartphone attempt, and then they went out of business. Now they're really just kind of a... TCL owns the naming rights, and a new startup has bought the right to use the name, and they're rolling out a brand new phone. But here's the idea, guys. this They're selling a phone that's not supposed to be your phone. They're selling a phone that's supposed to be your second phone. <laughs> the idea is it's going to cost $349.99 and available in November. Uh, and the idea is it is a smaller phone that is meant to be used when you don't want to use your big, expensive phone. Oh, God. And to do that, it's a, it's a Verizon exclusive, but it actually shares the same phone number as the big phone that you already have. So it shares calls and syncs information between them. Uh, it's going to run Android 8.1 and all the apps from the Google Play Store. So it is a full smartphone, but it is small, 3.3-inch 445 PPI LCD display, not very big. Rear camera, 12 megapixels, uh, front is 8, but that's not really there. It's a a lower end, 3 gigabytes of RAM, 32 gigs of storage, 
as mentioned, Android 8.1, a single button on the front. Um, it's kind of just like a plain, simple, you know, um, smartphone. There's really not too much going on. Yeah, interesting. Wait, explain to me the second phone thing again. So the idea is, so the way they're pitching is you're, you, you have to be a Verizon customer. And the idea is you already have like, let's say an iPhone 10X Max. It's a thousand dollar phone, big yep. phone, but you don't want it. You're going out for a jog or you're going out uh, mm-hmm. a night on the town uh, or somewhere where you don't want to carry a big phone. Maybe you're you're working out in the yard and you don't want to be worried about breaking it. The idea is this is a second phone that you would carry instead of your big expensive phone for in different situations. Now, like I said, they share the same phone number. They will sync uh, text messages across the phones. Um, so it essentially works as your as your primary phone in that respect. <laughs> sort of okay that's a really stupid idea <laughs> no but dan really tell us how you honestly feel don't hold back i don't even like i don't even want to put a cell phone plan on my watch like i'm not i'm i'm either in situation i, I don't okay maybe if you're uh, all right here's where i think it's stupid where where do you want this it sounds like if you're going to a place where it might be unsafe to have your phone, your real big phone, expensive phone, right? And in that case, a watch is probably cheaper and probably better for that case. I mean, you can't do everything you can do on a phone on it, but in a lot of the situations, uh, outdoor activities, running, you don't you're not going to be doing things on your phone anyways so i think it's a stupid idea okay colby counterpoint disagree why do you think it's a great idea (laughs) (laughs) well i'm sorry i I was thinking uh, this was up for debate for a minute i'm sorry that's my mistake why i don't oops hang on folks skype uh, just imploded on us here too big i can't uh i can't take it with me to i don't know burning man or something i don't know where you wouldn't wouldn't like that's dumb i don't know okay also if if you're one of those silicon valley people and you're getting a second phone to bring to burning man you're gonna make it a bad phone (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, it's cool, like, so I'll say this, like, having your same phone number on multiple devices, like, I guess that's kind of cool, I guess. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I, I guess, I guess I see the problem. Maybe it just, maybe it just means you have, your phone is too big and you should get a smaller phone. I don't yeah, know. How does, how does the multiple phone numbers thing work? So, uh, according to this, um, the, let's see. Um, Verizon is doing some tech stuff with it. Uh, the, the phone number syncing isn't that big of a deal, apparently. The bigger thing is that you have to use Verizon's message app, and that's what syncs text messages, and then Verizon's number share feature, um, which I don't know what that is. I'm going to click on this link and try it, see if I can figure out how it works. Um, but it becomes an extension device of your main phone sharing the phone number. So I'm assuming it's kind of like... Um, it's the same technology that works with eligible 4G LTE devices like smartwatches. It's kind of the same technology. Hmm. So, I... <laughs> so weird. 
You know, I think I would say I think the idea of the second phone is dumb. I'm going to agree with Dan that I think a watch or there, there are other ways to do it. I would say I think what's more interesting to me is the idea of, and we've talked about it before, the idea of the, the advantage of, of a smaller, simpler phone as your only phone, as your primary mm-hmm. phone. Like, this is the kind of phone I would get my grandmother if she needed a phone, not that she needs one. But. <laughs> right, so is it, in your con- conception of that, is it like a, what what features does it have? It sounds like it's more than a, one of what we used to call a feature phone. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it runs full Android. You can download all the apps from the Play Store. What I like about it is just that it's it's not expensive, so it's easy to easier to acquire. Um, and the fact that it's more, um, it, it, it's just the, if someone screwed this up, I wouldn't really, you know, like someone who doesn't know smartphones really kind of borked it with Android. I wouldn't really care. I I just, what would it have apps? Yeah. Yeah. It's totally, it totally has apps. So it'd be an Android phone. It's an Android. It's a regular ass Android phone. It's just small Uh and cheap. And not so that it, powerful. it wouldn't be restricted in feature set in any way. No, no. But just, I just think the, this the would be a phone. Important I... things are cheap. Now, if depending on how you know uh, wise this person is, Sean, you might not be able to get it to be that small. You, you picking up what I'm putting down? No, you you've lost me. Oh, okay. if if their eyesight is bad, they uh... can't have a small phone. But also, someone of, of 90 years of age probably just needs to use the phone app. So so that's what I'm getting at. But but that's the problem I kind of have with sort of... And you can get senior citizen smartphones that are very sort of specially designed for that. But then you're also limiting the potential uses of it, right? Because if you do want to load apps on or you do want to... I mean, I would almost rather... Or like, I think this would be a good device for kids, too. Not that you should be getting kids smartphones, but if you did, A, they're kids, oh, they so are. they're smaller. To them, this is like a 30-inch phone because they're smaller people. Um, but also... <laughs> but also, if they you know drop it in a lake or do a sick skateboard 360 ollie off a half pipe and drop it, um, it's not as big of a deal. I, I, just, I just don't know why you would design this phone and they'd be like, oh, the primary selling point is it's your second phone that's really the same as your first phone. That's weird. It's kind of weird. This seems, like, this seems like the kind of phone that solves a problem rich people have. You know? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I was getting at there. It's like, oh, your phone's too big. Why not just get a second one? Yeah, yeah. Solving a problem no one has. It's like Merlin Man with his three Apple Watches or whatever. Well, we'll see if they sell a lot of them. Probably not, but we'll find. I mean, Palm's been so successful in phones before, so no, no reason to change that now. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, how about another story here? Oh, we've got boy. we've got stuff. Tapping we've got through things. posts on Instagram. There's really very little news this week. I, I have I have to be honest with people. Oh yeah, that was the other story I wanted to talk about. Uh, Photoshop on the iPad. Yeah, Photoshop on the iPad. Let's definitely talk about that. Uh, Adobe announced a whole bunch of stuff uh, this week. Uh, We can talk about different pieces of it, but uh, probably the biggest is that a full desktop class version of Photoshop is coming to iPad on uh, iOS. Um, They say it'll have everything, multi-layer, straight PSD files that can be edited in the desktop version, no problem. 
um, a full toolbar, layer management interface. Um, they've been kind of optimized for the iPad size and display, but technically all the features are there. Um, edits made to PSD files on an iPad will seamlessly sync via Creative Cloud to the desktop version. Uh, since both applications share a code base, no exporting, converting, or adjusting is needed. Um, yeah, and uh, it is the uh, version one that's launching. Uh, will debut with a smaller set of core features initially, and the rest will be added over time. And they don't have a firm timeline when that'll happen, but they do expect all the features to get there. Um, yeah. Uh, when is when is this supposed to come out? Um, 2019. Oh. Next year. That's cool. I feel That's like this exciting. is an iPad Pro dream. Like, this is, like, the the thing. It's happening. It is happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I don't use Photoshop, and more importantly, I don't know how to use Photoshop. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I did. It, it, it always felt like one of those things like how i think a lot of people treat programming where it's just magic mm. like the things people do with photoshop i can't even imagine how you would do it but they do it all the time i wonder which is e- i would think photoshop is easier to learn i don't know i mean as someone who's learned photoshop but not coding colby do you know how to use photoshop yeah dude technically before i was a a, a cs major i was like basically a Photoshop major, <laughs> right? Colby, Colby, um, we would go out. We would go out and have a few, uh, a few, a few uh, brewskis, and he'd come back to our to to the dorm room, and he'd be editing an, an Illustrator and Photoshop. A, that was a classic, a classic uh, freshman year experience. Yeah, Colby, drunk, what are you doing over there? Oh, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm in I'm in I'm working in Photoshop. I got such a good grade on that project. Now, what was the project? It was just to make something in in Photoshop, like oh. or it was freshman year. Maybe it was Illustrator. I think it was Illustrator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did a bunch of that freshman year, though. In any case, yeah. Um, no, this is neat, and that that was kind of my my comment in the spreadsheet here. Uh, is the iPad a computer yet? Can we call it? <laughs> you know, we're we're blurring the lines here, folks. It's true. Um. I've said it before. I would consider an iPad Pro if I needed to replace my personal laptop. One of those big honking ones? Yeah. It's no bigger than my tiny MacBook. The big honking one is bigger. It's bigger. The screen's the same size. No, Colby, the big one. What, the 12 inch, 12.9 inch? No, 12.9 inch is the biggest one, isn't it? Yeah, the. The MacBook One is is also a twelve point nine inch screen, isn't it? Could be right. I th- I think Dan's thinking of that big Surface Desktop that's twenty nine inches. That's what he's <laughs> thinking of. I don't look that. And that will run Photoshop, so you can get one of those bad boys. <laughs> that's true. That future is already here. Um. Yeah, I guess it says twelve point nine inch. I'm going to Google tiny MacBook. <laughs> tiny that brings you right to apple.com slash MacBook. Tiny MacBook, <laughs> big iPad. Google knows what I'm talking about. And the size on this is 12, 12 inches. So the screen is slightly bigger. Slightly, yeah. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Oh, thank goodness. 
Thought I was losing it. I still think the biggest problem with iPad replace the computer is I still don't understand file management on an iPad. I know there's the files app now, but the only way this Photoshop nonsense works is because uh, Adobe had to go build their own custom cloud document syncing solution. Sean, it's just uh, your files app is just iCloud, right? No, because you can integrate other stuff with files, can't you? Because I go into... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then there's like, there's my Dropbox is in files, which I don't understand. Right. So it's there, it's not a interface for storing things on your computer. It's an interface for accessing things stored in the cloud. The cloud. In the cloud. That's what's, but like, it, let's say I was using, well, let's say Adobe hadn't built this and I was saving PSD Photoshop files on my on my device. I just think that it's like an eight-step solution to send that to somebody. I don't know. I just, maybe I just don't use it enough. But every time I've ever tried to like, oh, hey, can you email me a file? And I'm on my phone. It's like, no, please don't make me do no. that. This sucks. You know, it's like, oh, but I got to do download it from OneDrive and then put it in Dropbox and create a public link because I can't put it in mail because it's this type of file. And then it's like. It sounds like your problem is that you're you're not using something that works with the files app. I can't figure out how to use the files app. That's, I think, my problem. Because I do think a lot of the stuff I use does integrate. I can't figure out how to. Like it says, oh, save to files. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Nobody has explained this to Where me. Where did it go? I'm a smart guy, okay? I, know, I get, <laughs> pretty much get how iOS works. I do not get how files. Someone, Dan, after the Fortnite tutorial, you can explain to me how files works because I don't get. And I'm a Windows user. I should know better than anyone else file management. That's all you do in Windows. I, I think I can explain it right now, I think. Uh, so. The Files app lets you access files in folders. Actually, it lets you access files in folders. But the top-level folders are not folders that you can create. They're actually uh, storage services. So iCloud is one, and Dropbox is another. And inside of those are all of your files. But they're not on your iPad. But I don't think people... like. If you ask people to think about what files are on their iPad, they would, like, lose their mind. Like, <laughs> you would remember when you had to consciously put music on your iPhone? You had to hook it up to your computer? That sucked. I still do that. Um, I still <laughs> use iTunes on desktop. Uh, but, Dan, and I'm with you. I totally... And actually, that makes more sense to me. The problem is you can store files locally in the Files app in a section you called can? On My Phone. Oh, and that's what, and then I get, that's how I get really confused because if I want to send, if, if, if I, I know there's a, an Apple word for it, but when I want to send a file between apps and that little share menu comes up and it's like, Oh, copy to this or send to that. If that doesn't exist or those two apps don't talk to each other, then it's like, well, then how does it, then I have to like save it to my local files in files, but then it files doesn't work with every app. So you can't send it out of files. Yeah, that's what I, if I that's the thing I find mysterious too, Sean. Like when when you click share on something, like why are some apps not there? I yep. hate it. Yep, all no. apps should be there. I think should I'm, be required. But I will say, apps is 
way better than what they used or uh, files is way better than what they used to have so credit where credit's due files is an improvement files is in the right direction but it's not quite there yet so yeah i don't know i don't know how they can make it better it's complicated yeah well i can't even imagine because that's what happens when you have all these apps sort of sandboxed by themselves they don't like to talk to each other very much so adding that in i'm sure isn't easy but um but I think it's exciting. I mean, I think it's uh, iPad uh, iPad Pro. It becomes more and more compelling as time goes on. We're I'm I. It's got to be any day now. We've got to be getting an invitation for an Apple event in November to do new iPads, right? Uh, I'm worried. I'm worried it's just not going to happen. They're going to wait till March, you think? Because that's the next time they would do an event, or June. I don't think they'd go all the way to June at WWDC. No, I, yeah, I think it would be a, a spring event. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's making me sad. My iPad is four years old. Wow. It's, it's almost going to be five years old. For Apple products, Jeez. that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's actually uh, no... The only reason I want to get a new one is because the battery life is truly awful, which makes it hard to do one of its other tasks, which is the thing I watch videos on on the airplane. Yep. Mm, that's unfortunate. But it's still fine for my Saturday and Sunday, uh, you know, a 21st century equivalent of reading the newspaper with coffee. Which is the other thing I use it for. <laughs> <laughs> Looking things up when a TV show gets really confusing. Those are the three tasks for my iPad. <laughs> yeah, I think you do need the 12.9 inch Pro for that. Yeah. That seems pretty hardcore. And there's going to be some. Fo- I'm going to be making myself some diagrams when the new uh, True Detective comes out, and yep. uh, <laughs> I'm going to need the Photoshop for that. Is True Detective season two worth watching? I don't know. I never watched it. Okay. I was sounds, told no. Sounds like a no. You should watch season one, Colby. Just uh, make sure to start from the beginning. <laughs> oh, I did watch it. Oh, uh, quite a callback. <laughs> the real fans will get that one. Yeah, we, we talked about that on the show. I think. Yeah, we did. Oh boy. Ah, uh, classic. Yep. Uh, yes. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Uh, we've got time for one more story here, or we can talk about anything boy. you want. Doesn't even have to be tech news related, guys doesn't even have to be tech no no we, oh, hey, the, we okay the airport facial recognition stuff i i talked to someone about this recently okay we'll talk to us about it now dan because the tsa uh released its roadmap for using biometric technology in the coming years uh custom and borders protection has been using facial recognition to screen non-us residents since 2015 but they are now talking about expanding it uh, the TSA will adopt the same technology, partnering with Customs and Border Protection on biometrics for national travelers, expanding security operations to TSA pre-check members, and eventually using facial recognition to verify domestic travelers. Uh, TSA has been testing fingerprint technology in the pre-check lane at Atlanta's airport since June of 2017, uh, which matches travelers to the fingerprints they provided when first enrolling in TSA pre-check. And later this month, Delta will launch the first biometric terminal in the U.S. in Atlanta. Uh, the terminal will use facial recognition technology to speed up the travel process by automating flight check-in, bag drop, ID verification, and boarding a flight. 
uh, there's no uh, exact timeline as to when these things will happen, but they're certainly planning on moving forward on using more biometrics like fingerprints and facial scanning uh, in the future um, at our at our airports. Weird. I don't so, know if it makes it faster. <laughs> yeah, but let me tell you, pre-check, whew, what a revelation. Mm. Gotta do it. I know. Oh, that's right. You just got it, Dan, right? I did just get it. Oh. Um, I mean, I, I, I feel like I still probably, I maybe, <laughs> I still get to the airport. Here's the thing. Uh, if I'm going to get, if I'm going to lay on my whole airport philosophy. First of all, I'm going to get to the airport pretty early, all right? Not as early as I used to, um, but especially after Colby's recent, uh, you know, reminder your biggest enemy at the airport is you <laughs> that's right that, as, as that as needs a, to be on a, a tsa poster somewhere yes you, <laughs> if you're late it's probably your fault sincerely the tsa yeah so um. that's one thing but the other thing is if i'm going to be at the airport during a meal time, I'm going to eat a meal at the airport and not on the plane. And Word. so then I'm going to give myself time to do that. So if I have a flight at 11, I'm going to eat lunch there. If I have a flight at 2, I'm going to eat lunch there. Yeah. If I have a flight at between 5 and 7, I'm going to eat lunch there. Yeah. Uh, also, eating eating at a sit-down place at the airport is like... Fantastic. Not, yeah. So chill when you have time. It's not delicious. Sometimes oh. it is. Sometimes it's better than you'd expect. I How guess. is the food at the Boston airport, Colby? Mm, depends on the terminal. Yeah. Uh, there are some truly abysmal terminals in uh, in LaGuardia. There was one. It, it felt like, uh, you know those temporary cubicles? Sean, you must know these. You work oh, in yeah. office environments. I work in one, yeah. Well, not the not temporary. Like all cubicles are temporary, but the the temporary offices where it's just floor to ceiling cubicle material. Yeah. In this like where yeah yep. yeah, it's the security area is made out of that. The walls are all that, and then you step out of it and you realize that there's just room for chairs and gates outside of that, and there is one of those Hudson whatever. You know, Hudson News. You got shaving yeah. cream that you forgot. Hudson News, and one place that sells coffee. Oh God! And I got there at like six thirty for this flight, and they were out of coffee because um, they just had the little buckets of coffee. Anyways, anyways, all of this to say that yeah, if it makes things faster, I think that's great. But the bottleneck in the TSA is not going through the scanners. It's not people opting out of the scanners. It's people who don't know how to put their stuff on the belt. Don't know what to take out of their bag. Don't know what to leave in. Which is why I've always advocated for, and someone recently told me over the summer that this is what TSA PreCheck is, and I'm going to explain the difference in a second. I've always advocated for, uh, you feel to take a test. Like a driver's test. Like, hey, you want to you wanna take your... Uh, your TSA test, like, if you can go through this, uh, maybe we make it two. You, If you can go through an audited TSA thing twice, no issues, 
you get a like a golden ticket, you go on another line. It's not TSA pre-check. They're still gonna. You have to do all of the things. You're not skipping any steps, but you have validated the fact that you can perform them. It's like uh, it's like a, a belay certification at a climbing gym. It's just something you have to do to show that you're not a complete idiot. <clears throat> Imagine how much faster that line would be. That line would be now, out of The difference is you don't have to pay for it, and you don't skip any steps. So anyone could get it. If you're, if you're a competent person who can follow rules, you can get this certification too. And would you get this just by going through the TSA the normal way? Yeah. Like you get a little like uh, yeah, you you, like your you your coffee like your... shop your coffee shop uh, regulars card they yeah. they punch a hole yeah and they can Perfect. revoke it on the spot ooh yeah. sir get, like, tear it up strikes rule or something sir you didn't take your shoes off you know you have to do that yeah uh, I think <laughs> I've I've just been realizing that in America we need a lot more certifications than we currently have. Um, and they need those certifications need to be respected. We, I think we should start with the TSA. You know what the problem with pre-check is that I I have found is that the people in pre-check line who don't know what they're doing aren't actually pre-check. The problem with pre-check is a normal regular person can get pre-check. And I don't know <laughs> if this has ever happened to you guys, but they randomly choose people and just give them pre-check even if they haven't signed up for the program. Because computers yeah, deem them... It happened launch? to me once. I was the person, but I'm like very qualified to go through well, security. Like, but like, airport, so. for, for some reason, and I have no idea why, I have flown a lot. Before getting pre-check, never got it. My mother, every time she flies, she gets, she gets pre-check. They just give it to her every time. The problem is, she does not know how to go through airport security lines because she doesn't fly that often. That's the problem. Stop giving the we paid to be pre-checked. Don't give pre-check to the to the to the nobodies who are beneath Norius. us who don't know what they're doing. That's what slows <laughs> down the line. I think I told Dan this story, but the last time I was flying, I was in not at the secure like the uh, the scanners, but like before that when they check your tickets and there was a person trying to get on the plane with like an insurance card as their form of ID. Nice. And and the 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 TSA agent was just like flabbergasted, like there's no picture on this card, and they let the they let the person through, which is crazy, but nothing TSA means anything. Making us safer every day. I will also say, and you guys might disagree with me on this, but to expedite things at the airport, people should. Go to the kiosk and get a damn printed ticket and stop trying to use your phone, which never works, or using the big eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper one you printed at home. Just get, they print them in the size you need, printed clearly. My phone clearly. has always worked. It's My never phone been a problem. Never worked. Every time I tried it, it never worked. I went to paper tickets. Paper works 100% of the time. Print the damn I tickets. I almost always use paper tickets. I only don't use paper tickets when I'm not checking a bag. But if I'm checking a bag and I go to the kiosk anyways, I get a paper ticket. It takes two seconds to go to the self-serve kiosk and print a ticket. And then you have it. And then you, you don't have to worry about your phone. I just think that's so much faster and easier. And that was my point I was going to make about this article and the biometrics is that I find, and I agree with you, Dan, the thing that slows down TSA is not the part where they verify your identity against your ticket. 
that usually for me goes pretty quick, which is what this biometrics would be for. The problem is the scanners and people not knowing what to do. And that's what slows down the process. So I don't know how much more efficient this would make it. I would argue this is probably more for security than it is for efficiency. Uh, well, maybe now when I go through immigration, they'll be able to verify my identity despite the fact that I have a common name. <laughs> but somehow, I bet that they still won't be able to. Well, you gotta... Uh, so they are, I already used my finger because I have pre-check with Global Entry and they do use your fingerprints at the kiosk and you have to put your fingerprints in and they verify you through customs uh, that way. Do you have to I do all just, of them? Like... No, you do have to do, I think, your four. You have to do that for pre-check, too. Mm. Uh, When you verify, but for every time you come into the country, you have to put your fingerprints on the machine. Um, And they take your picture, and they do do a whole extra verification. But it's very fast. And it seems to work fine. Cool. So, I got stuck in a... not, Not that this is an interesting story, but in Amsterdam, they have automated machines for customs when you're when you're leaving where it takes your picture and it scans your boarding pass and then it verifies you are and then you can walk out and i got stuck in one of those they're all automated so it's got these little gates that close and then they won't open until it verifies you but the ones behind you also close so it's like you're trapped between the barriers until it verifies you and i don't know if the machines were newer they weren't working but i'm like i scan and it was like an error code came up and i literally was like stuck no. with my luggage in this like little like <laughs> you know vestibule waiting and the guy had to come over he's like yeah i got to call somebody hang on i was in there for like 20 minutes it was awful really <laughs> oh yeah it was it was and finally wow. finally they they're like yeah we'll just manually do it and they kind of like jerry rigged the door open and like and then they put like an out of order sign on it i'm like this sucks <laughs> my luck um that is terrifying well, guys, we are out of time for news, unless you have a story you really want to talk about. I mean, we talked about most uh, of it. This was a pretty light week. It was. It was. Um, we're going to move on to picks here. Uh, we've got a few here in the rundown. I'm going to go first because my name's at the top here. Why not? Mix it up. Uh, I bought a new jacket. So I've lived in New England my entire life, and I still have not solved the fall jacket problem where... I either have too light of a jacket or too heavy of a jacket, and I can never get a fall jacket I like, something that's that's light. But that, And I'm not a big fleece guy. That's my problem. I don't like fleece, so I'm not going to get like your Columbia North Face kind of just generic fleece. I don't think they keep you very warm. I want something a little heavier. Um, and I was on the wire cutter browsing around, and uh, I they recommended, and so I checked out this. Is it Uniqlo? Is that how you say it? Uniqlo? I don't know how to say it. I say Uniqlo, but I I think it's I think it's Uniqlo. Okay, Uniqlo. Well, because of the way it's written, because it's U N I, and then on the next line, Q L O. Uniqlo. Uniqlo. That doesn't make any sense. Um, (laughs) But I tried out their ultra light down, uh, their ultra light down jacket. Uh, it comes in a bunch of colors. I got it in the dark gray, and I wore it to... Uh, I went to a baseball game uh, on Sunday night, last night, uh, in uh, Boston, in Fenway. Go did Sox. They Sox. They did They did win. They won, I think, 7-4 yeah. to four against Houston. They're playing in Houston tomorrow night. Oh, this Ooh. is like the Sean series. It, it, <laughs> honestly, I would have liked both teams to win, so it was really a win-win for me. 
Um, but it was a treat, but it was also very cool. It was very cool, cool night in Mm. Boston. Uh, I I wore this jacket and I was very happy and satisfied with it. Um, it comes in a whole variety of colors and sizes. You can check it out. The, uh, ultra light down jacket from uni clo. Um, it's nice. Seems nice. It's not, I mean, you can get more expensive jackets, but you know, it's, it's, it doesn't weigh, it doesn't weigh anything. I mean, it is ultra light, Mm. but that's kind of one of the ones that like packs up into a little, a little pill. Yep. Yep. That's neat. Yeah, it really doesn't have much to it, but it's just warm. That's why I like it's a fall jacket. It's just you could not wear this in December. Um, but I think it's a good a good looking fall jacket. So check that out. Um all right, uh we'll go down the order here. Dan, what do you have? So about a month ago, I had a free weekend and I was bored and I didn't have a game to play because I had beaten Zelda and I went on Steam, and I picked up this game I heard a lot about called Divinity Original Sin 2. I don't know what happened to the first one. Uh, It has a bunch of good reviews. This game is basically computerized D&D, but... But... How to phrase this? They cut out the stupid parts. Mm. Um, It is turn-based, so a lot of these computerized D&D games are going to be like, oh, it's real-time when you pause it. And that's cool, and I've played those. They're recommended dragon age a while back um this one the the kinds of stuff you can do in combat where it's like okay i'm gonna take a a water balloon throw it on the ground cast thunderbolt so that electrifies the water which also electrifies the blood which spreads over this part of the map uh or like there's this really uh strong troll on this like tropical island thing that i was at and the key to beating it was to teleport him into the volcano. Uh, and you can just do you can do stuff like that. You can teleport things on top of each other. Uh, the spells are really creative and do things physically to the environment, and they interact in crazy ways. Uh, the combos are really fun to pull off. There's a combo where uh, I I transform someone into a chicken, which causes them to run around, and then I cast a spell on them that every uh, foot that they run, they take damage. But when they're chicken, they run really far. So it's like a one a one hit KO. It's kind of fun. So if you've been liking playing D and D, there's oh there's something I haven't tried at all, which is multiplayer. And not only is there multiplayer, but there's game master mode. You can make your own adventures in the multiplayer to play with your friends. I haven't looked into that at all, but people apparently do it. Uh, so check out Divinity Original Sin. It's on the PlayStation and the Xbox. It says coming soon, but I know it's for sure it's out on those now. Uh, and there's a new edition out that comes with a bunch of content, which I sadly missed by literally a week. Uh, mm-hmm. So, But I got it for free. Suddenly my game changed. I, I started it up and all my saves were gone. I was like, whoa, 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 what happened? I had to switch back to the old version of the game. Uh, so don't make my mistake. Well, you can't now. You'll just get the new one. Cool. Did you play that on Steam or something else? I played it on Steam. I'd be if if we wanted to try a digital D and D, I'd be willing to get it on something else. Cool. Nate, I mean, they have a just an awful website. It's pretty. I like how it doesn't scroll. And you, and, <laughs> and you can't you can't click. There's something you just can't click on. Hmm. 
that they want you to click on, but you can't. It's intriguing. It work. I've been on worse websites today. <laughs> Fair enough. Just today. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you can check it out now at divinity.game, which is an awesome URL, uh, and we'll have the link on our website. Thank you, Dan. And maybe, and maybe, maybe challenge Dan to a game. <laughs> I don't know if you can challenge people like that. You got to know one. But I haven't tried multiplayer at all. I'll have to look into it. Well, re- request uh, to be Steam friends with Dan. <laughs> Connect with him there. He'll show you a few things. Uh, Colby, uh, what have, what have uh, you got? Take us home. Uh, mine's a podcast. Yay. Uh, one of my coworkers recommended this. Because I like Mabimbam, it's a similar sort of like improvisational comedy show, um, but it's called Hello from the Magic Tavern, and the premise is some guy fell through a podcaster fell through a portal into another dimension, uh, and it's like sort of a fantasy land, and he does a podcast there from uh, from some tavern that he hangs out in uh, while he's stuck in this magical world. And uh, it's basically just like the the people people that he hangs out with in this tavern and they're all ridiculous and silly and it's all made up. Um, So I don't know. Are there multiple humans involved in this? (laughs) Yeah, there are usually three or four people. They have there. There are some regulars and they have like guests. Um, So usually every episode there's like a guest um outside of the regular the regular cast that comes in now is this something you have to listen to in order uh i've been listening to it in order i've been making use of sean's uh previous pick rewind out website yeah so i just listened to like one a week i'm on like episode eight or something um I, I don't know. I having not listened to any of the recent ones, I don't know a how many episodes there are or b there are uh, a lot. How, yeah. So over a hundred. Uh, yeah, I'm never never gonna catch up with them. That's, I don't think. I had this in my feed about maybe six months or a year ago to start, and then I was really kind of like Roderick a little bit, where I was like I was really intimidated by the episode count, and I'm like, if I start at the beginning, I'm never gonna get caught up. <laughs> Yeah, ain't gonna happen. Same same reason why I don't watch Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or anything that ha- it's like I'm never gonna finish this. Come on, Sean, I'm uh, yeah. I'm almost at the 2016 election rider for the line. Boy, yeah, just skip that, buddy. Just go right past that one. You power. Hey, I'm only it. six episodes away. Damn, <laughs> you'll do it, Dan. I believe in you. Uh, hello from the Magic Tavern. Check it out uh, wherever you get your podcast. Very cool pick. Thank you, Colby. Uh, guys, that uh, that wraps us up here, more or less. Sick. Unless you've got anything else you'd like to say. Any projects you'd like to promote? No, stay frosty. Stay frosty. I'll promote on behalf of you guys today, or yesterday, if you're listening to this tomorrow, uh, we published a brand new episode of Game Nights out on wow. the feed, episode number 81. If, if you Before you listen to Hello from the Magic Tavern, listen to Game Nights. Because uh, it's like that, but not as good. Uh, no, it is a it's a good episode. It's fun where um, our characters finally we set out to see. We we figure out uh, nautical terms like which is the bow and which is the stern. Um, yeah, and we did not do a lot of research. No, we definitely we did as usual none. 
Um, <laughs> we try and come up with a gift to give a dragon turtle. Uh, we call on an old friend. It's a great episode. It's available now at GameNights.tv or wherever you get podcasts. Just check out, uh, search for Game Nights. Uh, and just like Hello from Magic Tavern, what a great podcast to check out. Uh, what's what's the rewind.podcast what did you say is that the it's rewind.website i think rewind.website put in game nights and start from the beginning and get caught up all the way back at episode uh-huh. one and we don't have nearly as we only got 80 episodes for you to get through so that, that's true you'll, you'll zip right through them in no time you can check that out there <laughs> um and i guess i'll use this opportunity we've got a little time left uh i'm you guys don't even know about this i'm gonna tease Ooh. we have a, a special event coming up on up for debate now we're Ooh, known we're known for a few of our gimmicks, our, our the movie league and our bracket episodes and this or that, the the our Super Bowl prop bets. We kind of do some we have a brand new thing. We've never done this before. We don't have a title for it yet. It's probably either going to be up for debate presents or up for debate colon a closer look. We're doing a mini in-depth multi-episode cuz usually we pick a giant topic and do an hour on it. Here we're picking a small topic and doing many hours on it. Kind of like cereal or something like that. It's like a mini series within Up for Debate. Oh. And we're going super in depth. And guys, I can announce here exclusively the topic for the first Up for Debate colon a closer look. We will be digging in, guys, the year 2001. The place, Las Vegas, Nevada. The game, football. But not football like you know it. No, this is Vince McMahon's football this is the xfl matt and i are going to be running through the creation and demise of the most exciting hard-hitting football league that should have never existed matt and i proud to present up for debate a closer look inside the xfl wow i can't wait it's gonna be it's gonna be a hoot um and i'm very excited matt is very excited we've been doing a lot of research um and it should be fun so that'll be it doesn't start next week this week but next week we should be starting it so check it out up for debate.tv but we've got to wrap it up here because we're out of time so thanks everybody for joining us of course our website is don'tpanic.io go go there get all the past episodes and links to all our picks which is great in case you don't remember them the links are right there Uh, you can also subscribe to this show wherever you get podcasts overcast apple podcasts now on spotify which is very exciting uh, you can get us there as well. Ooh. Yep, where you get your music, you can get us. So uh, that is uh, just search for Don't Panic. Also on YouTube. And you can follow us at, at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Email us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. We will be back next week with more tech news and fun times. Uh, but for now, on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time for more on Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.